0: man lebron james gets criticized by an unlikely person the social media police are here for jog ja and and boston said don't let us win one game i'm rosa, i'm rosa Panta. this is the clinic all nba podcast i have the three hooligans with me jj how you living my friend
1: feeling good feeling great how about you
0: man i'm feeling good john how you living my friend
2: Hey, I cannot complain, man. I'm ready to get Let's talk basketball. Let's go
0: (laughs) and Sammy. How you living?
3: I'm good, man. Glad to see that you all have settled into the offseason as I had a long long time ago. Let's go
0: (laughs) Well, we have to talk about the basketball game that happened today game five of Celtics and heat the Celtics come up with a win 110 to 97. This game was actually never close. And guys, I am absolutely surprised, especially with the Celtics being down 0 to 3. They are finding a way to win these games. And I just want someone to explain to me what is happening. Is anyone out there actually believing now that the Boston Celtics can pull this off? Something that has never been done. What do you guys think?
2: Oh my god. Hell no. No bias at all. No bias at all. John, you got to defend it.
0: You got to defend it, brother.
2: Oh, man. Uh, OK. I'm am I can't be. I can't sit here and say I'm being 100% truthful when I say that. I do think that the Heat are going to win this series. But I have to say I'm a little nervous. I do think that the Celtics are the better team and they're clicking right now. And Gabe, I think the biggest thing for me is that Gabe Vincent got injured and he was, he's yeah. huge for them. And then we have to get these Kyle Lowry minutes at 37 years old, scoring two <laughs> points. Yes, that's exactly the noise that I was making as I was watching Kyle <laughs> Lowry dribble the ball. <laughs> oh, but no. I, I, yeah, for, you know, to spare everyone just the rambling, I, I just, I don't know, man, I'm a little nervous, A little nervous, I'm going to say of me thinks that the Celtics can pull it out. I know that's not a lot, but I still think that the Heat are just cruising. I don't know, it's weird. They didn't show a lot of effort. Like a lot of the things that they were doing tonight didn't give me cause of concern because it was like bad mistakes, bad turnovers, low effort, and I feel like in a game six must win the Heat are going to come out and I think they're going to take it to the Celtics. I think they're going to win handily in game six. What do you guys think?
0: Real quick, to defend John here, Gabe Vincent. Game 1, scoring 15 points. Game 2, 9 points. Game 3, 29 points. Game 4, 17 points. We all know he got hurt that game. That's why he missed game 5. So they are missing a lot of firepower right now. What do you guys think about what John was saying here?
3: This was a weird game, man. Just, they almost looked disinterested, like like you are saying, John. And even the, the rotation habits, I mean... They were down 18 in the fourth, which is obviously a huge margin, but in today's NBA, that's not you're not out of the game if you've got a quarter to get back in it. Bam didn't come back in the game at all in the fourth quarter. Jimmy got pulled with 10 minutes left. It was almost like they threw in the towel in the game very early. On Boston's side, what do we always value here on the clinic as much as anything? Defense, Defense. baby. Bingo, 44 points in the first half given up and they, they clearly stepped up defensive effort. Missoula learned how to call timeout at the beginning of a run and not when it's 18-nothing <laughs> on that run. Big big improvement there. Finally, finally. Yeah, Yeah, much needed. So, and Tatum, I'll give him credit where it's due, man. He stepped up the last few games. I know in this game, the numbers don't look amazing. He only had 21, but he actually looked like a 1A. He was being more assertive out there and they have to have that going forward. Do I think Boston can win the series? I absolutely do, but the way this season has gone, particularly Boston's, the most Celtic thing possible for this particular season would be for them to go into game six, win it, and then drop a game seven at home after being down three nothing. (laughs) Yes, that's how it feels to me. That would what? be bitters. That would be awesome. I'm not gonna lie. What's, what's, what's <laughs> and you percentage? know, gambling odds wise, just really quick, they're all the way down to plus one fifteen to win the series now, and they are favored wow. in Miami for Game Six. They are two and a half point favorites. So the script has completely changed, which is also the recipe, at least in the gambling world, for Miami to come out and do what John said and win Game Six by twenty. So I guess what's, we'll see what happens. What's your point.
0: percentage, like, for Boston to actually do this?
3: I'm at forty, man. Forty percent. I'm at 40% now because game six for Miami is almost in a sense it's almost like a game seven now all the pressures on them this is the last home game and so you wonder I know Butler won't necessarily come out tight but they've got a lot of guys that have not been in this situation so right right you wonder if that'll affect them but I do still have them as a slight favorite because obviously they have two opportunities of course but then they still clearly got a coaching advantage. And I I think that Spo will know the value of game six. So I do expect them to come out pretty hot. Jay, what do you think?
1: Definitely a must win for Miami. I wouldn't say I'm like, if I'm a Miami Heat fan, I would be 50% nervous just because we saw this last year. Remember that the 76ers, they were up 3-0 on the Raptors. The Raptors went too straight and ESPN, Fox, they went crazy saying maybe the Raptors will beat Embiid and the 76ers and they'll embarrass the MVP or the MVP candidate, but guess what happened? They lost. So (laughs) Game 6 (laughs) has happened, Miami Heat, they have to take it and what do they need to watch out for? It's Tatum. like. Today's game, I know the numbers don't yell out anything in terms of statistical major value like what Sammy said, but the one thing that I want people to note are the 11 assists, And that goes back to what we've been saying this whole year, which is Tatum is the most effective when he's a playmaker. When he's not dribble, 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 jack up a three as a cop-out. Absolutely. Right? It's He's in control of the game. He drives and he doesn't force anything. I I think that's the key thing. Don't force, pass to the open man, and just play loose, but in control. Just like what Jordan used to do. So game six, I think it's a must watch TV for hardcore NBA fans. And hopefully the casual fans will catch on to this too. But we'll see.
0: Man. I'm going to say something crazy.
1: Do it. I do
0: think it. do Boston, Boston has the first team. A 60% chance of winning this whole thing. And I'm going to wow. tell you why. Wait,
2: but, the whole the the championship or just the series? I'm just talking about this series. Okay. This
0: series. They have a 60% chance to me. And the reason being is because my, the Miami Heat needed everything to go right, right? To get to this point. And part of everything going right was Gabe Vincent. And without him, you're seeing the, the floor getting shrunk. You're seeing the Celtics' defense actually coming out to play. They were second in defense this last year, right? Second in offense as well. That is literally a juggernaut of a team. It should be. Like, on paper, the Celtics should have smacked, should have been smacking the Miami Heat. And these past two games, they finally come out to play, and I don't know if the Heat have another dude out there who's gonna score like a 25-pointer or a 17-pointer anymore to help out Jimmy Butler. So I think these Celtics are rolling, and they're gonna win Game Six, and they're gonna surprise win this Game Seven and take it all. Is this is this too crazy? Yeah. Who invited this guy? They're the second (laughs) seed. Who invited this guy?
2: (laughs) Oh, wait, this is the host. I'm sorry. We can't, we can't rag on you.
1: Yeah, okay. okay. You can't get Hold rid on. of me.
2: You. you can't Hold get on. rid I, of me. You can't get rid of you. But, okay, here's my <laughs> counter argument to that. I understand all of that, right? I know that the Celtics were... When you look at the series before it started, we, everybody said the Celtics are going to smack the Heat. There's no way the Heat can even make this competitive. The reason why I my counter to that is I don't think people understand how difficult it is to win four games in a row in the playoffs. It's not even about... Like the talent discrepancy i get it but all it's going to take is literally one of your guys or three of your guys to get hot or jimmy butler to have a game where he goes off for 35 38 points so for me it's all about the probability here of the odds right like the heat have two more chances for guys to get hot for one guy to have this anomaly game for jimmy butler to go off and be a superstar like to me that's where i am i'm picking the heat to end this in game six and maybe that's just Make you sense. know what? Maybe that's just like delusion of and uh, my <laughs> green hatred seeping through. But I got to tell you.
0: I think everyone I, is mostly behind you. I think I think my... This is just my feelings, you know? And I don't think there's a lot of people who are feeling the same way that I do unless they live in Boston or they're a Celtic fan that lives elsewhere. So I, I totally get it. We actually... Wait, does anyone else have anything else to say about the series?
1: I have one... Th- One question. Sorry, Jun. My question is, if this goes Game 7, win or lose for the Celtics, did Coach Muzula save his job if it goes Game 7?
0: I'm saying no. I'm saying no because this team is ready to win now and he's shown multiple times in multiple series that he just doesn't have it. Especially in like clutch moments, you know, like not inadvised like substitutions or like a timeout that should have been called like during a run and he just let the players play. Like, I think, I think it like Missoula's time's up. Like, even if I he, I agree. The only thing that saves him is if they win a chip that get, that yes. buys him like, like two more years, like the bud, <laughs> the bud treatment. <laughs> he gets the bud treatment for that.
3: So, no Here's the only thought. thing about that i get where you're coming from but i'm looking at potentially two other sides to it one they just let go of a coach last year so you have to wonder are they going to want to go through three coaches in three years whether it's the right or wrong decision because i agree with you he's not ready and he was put in a bad position and it's reflecting now it didn't reflect in the regular season because the team has so much talent yeah the second part of it is boston Not when it's come to players. They've always made the big player trades, especially when Angel's there. But when it comes to coaches, have always been pretty patient when it comes to on-court stuff. Steven's kind of learned on the job, although he was good right away. Um, And Steven's now being the GM is, I think, more inclined to be the same way. I wonder if what they'll do if he gets out coached again in this coming game is if they'll say, well, he needed more experience and he's getting that now. And let's put the best assistant staff and all of basketball behind him to help him with the in-game management. And they'll use that to justify it. Is that the right call? I don't think so. I'm with you. I think they, they do need a bigger name and someone with more experience because this team is right there. But I wonder if that's the approach they would take. Hey, Boston, if Missoula doesn't work
2: out, you got one of the 15 greatest coaches of all time could possibly come back. <laughs> nah, he's going no. to Phoenix, baby. Let's he's going go, to baby. Doc. Doc oh, Hawk. my
0: goodness. All right, I, we're, we're going to move on now. <laughs> we have to talk about LeBron James a little bit because he's been... Someone's firing shots. And it's Kwame Brown. He had this to say. He said, if I had a LeBron James jersey, I'd be burning it right now. If I had a LeBron James jersey, it would absolutely be on fire. I must say, the bust is upset. I discovered LeBron, you not that, bruh. I'm sorry. I can't hate to say it. You're a stat sheet junkie. You a bad boy when it comes to the stats throughout history. The little nerds are going to look up at your stat line, and they're going to say, he's got to be the greatest to ever play the game. And people who actually play are going to know that is bull the Nikes what do we think of Kwame Brown attacking LeBron James saying he's a stat chaser is there any relevance or any any backing to this what do you guys
3: think
2: (laughs) somebody pull up the Stephen A Smith clip Kwame Brown (laughs) <laughs> there you go. No
0: disrespect whatsoever. Sammy, I, I mean,
3: we're, we're, I'm pretty I'm speechless. Like, I don't know. Go, Sammy. I don't, I don't I, know. What to say this just seems like the peak of someone trying to stay relevant, which this is what he does. He he hops on IG Live or Twitter, always in his car. If you guys have noticed this, because we talked about him, I think earlier this year. I can't remember if it was in regards to Matt Barnes. If you guys remember that story mm-hmm yeah and it's always in his car and it's always talking shit and he tries to defer and excuse it this is a clean podcast excuse me everyone out Don't there know, Bob, um stop. but it's like he calls himself a bust to almost self-deprecate so other people can't say hey dude you're like literally the worst yeah. bust in the history of basketball so what are you doing talking about anybody else shannon sharp flat out called him that on on his show the next day so he went back to shannon mm-hmm. sharp like, of man. all people, he oh, this man. is a dude trying to stay relevant, and what better way to stay relevant than calling out the best player in the game? Bonafide so, squad. bingo. That, that's... Dude couldn't even make it in the media, so he posts in his car on IG Live. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. You can... There's some really bad media takes. You can get paid somewhere.
0: We'll, we'll save the Laker, the Laker fan for last. JJ, what do you think? You
3: know, I think it's kind of funny, because
1: the main critique of Kwame Brown was that he played like a weakling but NBA players would replace that word weakling with another adjective
3: (laughs) use your
1: your imagination but we've heard Matt Barnes we've heard um, Steven Jackson Gilbert Arenas clap back at Kwame Brown I just think it's hilarious because Kwame Brown's resume doesn't even compare not even like not even like a quarter of it could compare to what LeBron James has done. So, I don't know. I think it's really great media. It's like Kendrick Perkins, man. Like Kendrick Perkins have has these crazy ass takes. And yet, we know it's ridiculous. Sometimes it's super idiotic. There's no rhyme and reason. Yet, the media likes to talk about Kendrick Perkins takes. So, keep it coming Kwame Brown because we're gonna have to need content during the summer my guy (laughs) john
0: as a laker fan obviously you think kwame's right (laughs) i'm joking (laughs) what do you think of what kwame brown's saying about your boy lebron that
2: is that is correct 100 he's right (laughs) lebron the biggest tap hatter i've ever seen no i think i mean i think it's just funny i don't have anything else more to add but I think it's some of his uh, comments here. are If I had a LeBron James jersey, I would. It would be on fire right now. Everybody knows you got a you got a LeBron James jersey. You probably got like five of them in your closet, my man. Come on, <laughs> signed, signed, seen, sealed, and delivered. And then uh, all the little nerds are gonna look up to your stat line and <laughs> think you're the goat. I like that one. That one's good to me. I think it just is comedy, man. Like JJ said, hey, if you can keep. Uh, trying to stay relevant and, and keep content yeah. coming and have us you know have content so we can talk about it hey i'm all for it but yeah you know brush it off it's it's nothing like to get worked up over
0: like kwame brown stat line junkie like doesn't the man also have like rings <laughs> like did did we forget this part
1: you're, <laughs> you're commenting his... on a guy that drinks henny while driving
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh that's also so... true this is true all right he was with... drinking <laughs> henny
1: it, there's a video of him drinking Henny while driving. Last That's probably apple, that probably, apple yeah, probably apple juice. Yeah, probably apple juice. Yeah, you're right. And a Henny bottle. <laughs> Have you heard the takes? It's Henny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, with that, we're going to go. We're going to take a short little break with a word from our sponsor.
2: Are you tired of constantly losing your bets on unfair gambling apps? Our sponsor, Parlay Play, has the best lines to increase your chances of winning it big. Not only does it have great lines, it's also an awesome app with a community feel. Wow.
3: Use the code NBA for a deposit match up to $100 and a free $5 game on the house. They also have a new feature called Slide the Line for, deposit for, for moving players' lines where you can raise or lower the line of a player of your choosing. Pause the pod, get on your phone, and download the app now.
0: Wow. Well, boys, we have to talk about our next topic here. And it's about the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns, of course, fired their head coach. They're on a coaching search right now. And they have reduced it to four people. And two of them are NBA NBA championship coaches, Nick Nurse and Doc Rivers, the other two being Suns assistant head coach Kevin Young and Sacramento Kings assistant head coach Jordy Fernandez. And I want to ask you guys, thinking about the Suns roster, them picking up kevin durant them needing to find depth who would be best suited to head coach the next year what do you guys think
2: i'll let one of you two start <laughs> but i i will i am a little disappointed that you didn't mention that doc rivers was the top 15 coach of all time I will say
0: <laughs> next time
3: put some respect on the man's name i okay? always forget I to, to okay. say that
0: right before his name
3: thank i you, just thank really you. really yeah. wish you didn't ask who would be best suited i really <laughs> wish you asked who do we want to get the job because i have two very different answers for that <laughs> sammy please please go sammy who start the I segment think, off yeah. Be- yeah, Best yeah, yeah, yeah. suited. i mean i think, think the best coach think? available right now is nick nurse and especially yeah. his defensive uh, capabilities yeah. on a team like this where the offense is basically going to take care of itself like, the defense is what you need at the Good same point. time I don't know if we were all in agreement on this money Williams did a fine job as it was like he got killed because they had no depth. That's why they lost. It wasn't anything he did. So unless you nail this higher, I think you're actually going to see a drop off in coaching anyway. So that being said, Nick nurse is probably the most suited. I think all of us would love to have doc back in the Pacific division though. Uh, So I'm rooting for top 15 all time coach doc rivers, but I think Nick nurse is the best one for this job. If not him, Kevin Young just to keep it in house. Just because I don't think the problem was the coaching, I just this team needs depth, and I think that's going to be addressed through a DeAndre Ayton trade this summer. Uh, That's that's where I'm at with this. The only reason I would say
2: the coaching was a problem, Sammy, is because of DeAndre Ayton. The relationship between Money and Ayton, I think that's something that you would have to go one way or the other. Kind of similar to Jordan Poole and Draymond Green, right? But those are players. So, I, th- I just think that that relationship has been severed at this point. That's Other point. than that, I sort of agree
1: with you. Yeah, um... Look, it, when you have Nick Nurse and Doc Rivers, you obviously want vet experience with a team that has champion aspirations. Kevin Young is going to just be another iteration of Monty Williams. Um, unless they like what Monty Williams did, which was developed that offensive system of pick and roll, which Chris Pauly complimented. Like Chris Paul has seen coverage right. millions of times and he complimented, hey Monty Williams developed this whole new system for us and I'm totally bamboozled and I love it. So in terms of strategic like implementation, Kevin Young might be the best for defense. I would go Nick Nurse for a player's coach, Doc Rivers, but if you want just something entirely new, an offense that would probably give you that injection, boost, Jordy Fernandez might be an undercover hire. Just because, look at what Mike Brown did this year. Mike Brown brought yeah. that sack team to a game seven, and that had a that team had a terrible defense. Yep. Yet, in the playoffs, they performed on all great fronts of and, offense and defense, so... And we know I mean,
0: that Mike Brown didn't develop that offense. No, he he's didn't. has got to be someone else. No. And so, it's probably, it was probably Jordy. I yeah. think that's probably why he's part of this this hiring search.
1: Exactly. So, I don't know. I, I would probably go for Nick Nurse, but for, for fun, Jordy Fernandez. But I hope we're all cheering for Doc Rivers to come, <laughs> come back to the West, baby. Come, we need you here. Come to the West. We miss do you, you. Do okay. you think? Do
2: you think when Doc Rivers oh, no. uh, goes in for interviews for head coaching positions, on his resume he has top 15 coach of all time at the top? I, <laughs> I think that is his resume.
0: Yeah.
3: Like just the whole Compete.
0: resume. No, The whole resume <laughs> is just one line. Competed Seven in most twos. game
3: sevens ever. Seven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now win or lose, it just says competed, competed. in most game sevens.
0: Participated. <laughs> I participated. Damn.
2: Hopefully Austin Rivers oh. isn't watching this episode. Okay, we, we I can't. Know. Sorry, Austin. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. He's he's bad too.
0: John, you okay, take here
2: <laughs> I no. Uh, honestly, I just think it's gonna be Nick Nurse. That's yeah, the name that I stands out to be. me. I think it's going to be. Um, yeah, I can kind of see. I think I think so, too. He's are well established. Um, he's probably going to just slaw right in and, and be able to uh, manage all of these, you know, big personalities. And he did it with Toronto. Yeah, um, with Kawhi. So I think it'll be the choice and probably the right one out of these four.
0: I think the only way it's not Nick Nurse is if Nick Nurse is waiting to see what the Boston Celtics do and the Suns just end up hiring someone else, and Nick Nurse wants the Boston Celtics job. That's the only way I don't see it being him.
3: There's one other possibility, though. He's also being looked at for the Milwaukee job.
0: Milwaukee, that's right. Yes,
3: so actually, so that's a good segue, if I can ask really quick related to this. So who do we think ends up with the Phoenix job? Then, John, I know you said Nick Nurse. So we know he's going to be looked at for any job out there. So right now, if you had to pick... Who do you think ends up with the Phoenix job then, June and JJ? Let me me answer your
1: question with another question. How was the relationship between Doc Rivers and Chris Paul before they left? Before Chris Paul left?
3: Not great, but I will throw one thing at you. I have a very high feeling that Chris Paul will not be on this team at the start of next season anyway. Very
1: true, very true
3: so yeah he's gonna be on the clippers (laughs) there's actually a shot of that but that's neither here nor there we'll talk about that in july um call it call your shot then um i think
0: i guess it would be doc
3: yeah that's actually where i'm leaning to i I have this feeling because remember too this is a new owner splash hire. as good as nick nurse is doc rivers seems to be among not among the nba circle among the media circle yeah he, get, he gets more attention. He's a bigger name. So finally. I have this hunch that he's going to be the higher. Yeah. Has... He's going to be the assistant coaches.
2: I was going to say, finally, you guys put some respect on one of the top 15 coaches of all time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I will have to say, I think Doc Rivers is also like low-key, not really known, but people take into consideration that he's had to manage big personalities. Mm-hmm. And in this team, what harder personality to manage than Kevin Durant. So, I mean, I guess there's also Kyrie Irving. If Kyrie Irving was there, that'd be a bigger one to manage. But Kevin Durant is, is definitely one of those personalities. So I think Doc Rivers would be a pretty decent hire there. We're going to take it to the next topic here. We're going to talk about Ja Morant once again. The police. The police had to do a welfare check on this man because he had a series of like cryptic messages on Instagram where basically he had like a photo and it would said like love your ma with like a heart emoji love you pops with a heart emoji you the greatest baby girl with a heart emoji and then he followed it with one that said bye and given his history with like firearms and whatever, the police took it upon themselves to go check on him, a welfare check on this man to make sure he was okay. And apparently he said he's fine. He's just taking a break from social media. What do you guys think of John ja Morant's like posts? Um, I, I, There's nothing to criticize I think about what the police officers did. I think that was probably the right thing to do. But these posts were kind of weird and cryptic. And if you're a Grizzlies fan, you have to be thinking, what is going on? What do you guys think?
1: Probably the best decision that he's done with social media within the past two years. Yes. Getting off of it, (laughs) (laughs) like even even these cryptic messages like I don't know what his intentions are, but to the normal viewer, especially this day and age of social media, mental health and what we've known that he's been through. It kind of makes you think like, yeah, the the police absolutely was justified in their actions to check on his mental health. And it's like, I don't know, like, I think people, this is just a sign for one. Check on your friends, right? Like, make sure they're doing well. And two, if it's not about that, you gotta be very cautious of what you put on social media. Like, this is another reminder. Like, he got in trouble. Now this is a- now people are gonna assume this is a cry for help, which might raise another issue for next year. But all, like, stories aside, in terms of, like, what was posted what happened on the clinic we just want this guy to be mentally healthy physically healthy so we could watch the best brand of basketball and we've been saying that man this the side yeah. shit with the law we're not about that man
0: agree
3: yeah for sure and like you guys both said i'll just reiterate first and foremost just want the guy to be okay off the court be you know clearly he's dealing with something in his personal life and it could be a little more minor than we think because he is a 23 year old kid at the end of the day but the way it's coming out obviously makes you feel like there's a lot more going on below the surface i completely agree with what you said earlier that the police totally made the right move because when you see posts like that that to me doesn't imply i'm taking a break from social media If it was just the, the post that just said, bye, I could, I could see that. But those first three posts. I agree, man. That's, that's what threw me. The ones where you're sending like love you messages to your, your parents and and your daughter, like, yeah, um, those feel like, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, those feel like almost a cry for attention. Like the cops needed to show up. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So. I do sincerely hope that he comes back at the start of next season with a clear head. I 100% agree that he just needs to be off social media right now. It's not doing anything productive for his life by any means. So hopefully this is a break that at least lasts at minimum through the offseason. But we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else
2: more to add. I think you guys both eloquently put it and described it in the right way it's not a light situation because and the the topic of suicide is very taboo but the way that this was that he portrayed or positioned this you would have you start to think that right you start to think through those that possibility and it's not a joke you don't take something like that lightly so what sammy and jj said is completely correct the cops made the right decision you you can never be too sure i mean i've had family members not to go too much into a rabbit hole but I've had family members who have told me they were suicidal and then they would you know continue to post things and they and a lot of the times it is a cry for attention but ultimately you never want to take that um lightly you always want to make sure that that person is going to be okay so cops did the right thing again like if Whatever Ja's going through, JJ's right. He needs to stay off social media. He can't be listening. He needs to get into an inner circle, be with his family, his friends, his friends that are good influences, <laughs> mind you. Not, <laughs> not this one fool on <laughs> IG Live.
0: No, not that guy. Jumping
2: around, no, not that guy. Whoever that guy is. Nope yeah take him off your top 10 myspace like my gosh um but you know what i mean like just get right get mentally okay yeah just come back and play basketball man that's what you were born to do that's what people want to see you do yeah leave it at that because you're you're, you're crazy talented
0: john morant we we love watching you play basketball um we don't so much love dylan brooks but we love John morant You know, when he is at the apex, like he is a lot of fun to watch. And we just hope here at the clinic that he gets whatever is going on in his mind, in his life right now, right? So that we can get back to awesome John Morant basketball.
1: Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So
0: with with that, we're going to take it to our next topic here. Carmelo Anthony. JJ dropped this, actually. Um, This little topic here. But Carmelo Anthony recently announced his retirement after 19 seasons. He is one of the most decorated players to not win a ring and the conversation for the clinic here is of the players who haven't won a ring who is your top three and where do you place carmelo anthony and for example we have like charles barkley carl malone chris paul ai Patrick Ewing, John Stockton, Russell Westbrook, Harden, Nash, Reggie Miller, McGrady, even Dame Dalla. Like there's a lot of people on this list. So who is your top three? And the first person I'm going to go for is John. Wow. Woo!
2: Top three without a ring. This list is great. <laughs> I choose none of them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: You're <laughs> like bottom, bottom. Yeah, bottom. bottom like, bottom. hey, uh,
2: how, do I, <laughs> how do I pass? Um, no, man. I, dang, top three. You know, my first inclination. Oh, man. I'm going to go AI. Um, Allen Iverson. I think just his mark on the game, obviously, his, his uh, influence outside of the game changed the game. But also, pound for pound, he's known as the best to ever do it. I think he was 160 pounds, soaking wet, and he was not afraid to get in there with the giants and, and take a beating, man. So AI's AI up there for me, top uh, probably one of this list. Number two, honestly, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Steve Nash. Um, the battles that he had with my Lakers, I think that his ability to just dominate um, as the leader of a team not only with you know with the mavericks he didn't get that much of a chance with nowitzki but the suns man back-to-back mvps uh, regardless of how i feel about them he should have only won one kobe should have won the other but i think nash is my number two and then my number three this is gonna surprise you guys no it's not russell westbrook stop it sammy <laughs> should have been jj you stop it too i'm gonna go dame Dalla oh wow. nah, I, wow. right. I, to- right. I told you i told you it's gonna surprise you and yeah, here's defendants. the reason why is because i still think that his future i know he's like getting up there in age but i th- i i think he's gonna do some big things here in the next five years Ooh. call me crazy but i think he's gonna not, and whether that's gonna be moved to a team or get a superstar one of those things i think he's gonna be able to to actually do things that we that we never thought possible so i'm gonna go dame number three and Man. where do I place Melo? Somewhere in the middle. I like Melo, but I didn't like his drive throughout his entire career. Taking money with the Knicks over, like trying to win a championship. To me, he's in the middle somewhere of this list.
0: Yeah.
2: Above Westbrook.
0: <laughs> Man, with with that Dame Dollar thing, that's that got like one third of my fandom really excited. <laughs> um, the next person. Well Sammy. Well, well. Who's your top three here?
3: All right, um, I do have to agree on AI, just because when we look back at the best players, we also think about the ones that either inspired like fans in a different way or just changed the way the game was played. And there was never a score that could do it at AI's you know, height, stature. We all know he wasn't actually six foot or six one and he was still doing what he did. So I got to put him at the top of this list too. I'm actually thinking I'm going to put Barkley at number two for me, just because we had yeah. not seen, he was, he, he was not in 6'6". Six, six. This was a 6'4 power forward who could do all, most things with the ball by the time he got to Phoenix and could out-rebound almost anybody outside of Rodman. And really, he would have had a ring if he didn't run into Michael Jordan. Now, that last comment being said, I like John Refuse to put any Utah Jazz players on this list, so (laughs) sorry. Malone and Stockton. Um not happening. Uh, Um three was tough for me. I uh Man I think I'm gonna put Chris Paul at three on this list. Wow. Nice (laughs) partially Partially just to get that reaction from JJ. (laughs) Partially because in my own bias, he actually made the Clippers relevant. Um, (laughs) But just from a pure point guard perspective, he has done it as well as almost anybody who has played the game, just as a pure point guard, taking out the playoff injuries and that kind of thing. So that's going to be my list. Like JJ, it, you got
2: Malone one, Stockton two. Who's your number
1: three? Yo,
2: we need. Like, I feel like we need to end this episode shots now. Higher. We don't even have to go to JJ at this so point. Many shots fired. My right man, now. my man Sammy put Chris Paul to number three. Everybody, <laughs> I did.
0: Bruh. JJ, JJ, you gotta go,
1: man. <laughs> okay, so AI was my one. Yep. I would say Barkley and Nash. Not this is kind of a cop up answer, but there would be my two and three. So I'll be different from my boys, and I'm g- I'm. This is my my pick, but guys, I always love Reggie Miller's game. So I'm gonna right. put I'm gonna put him number three on my list, and Melo, I'm sorry, man. I know this is gonna come off as a hater. It's gonna come off as ignorant, but uh, where I put Melo on this list, I think he's actually on the lower tier bottom three last bottom three. Oh wow over yeah over, below
2: westbrook no yes <laughs> westbrook <laughs> oh, has an nvp no. man that's true
3: yeah yeah i forgot to answer that point. too i've got mellow around mid to bottom so probably between yeah. where you guys have him right there above Malone and Stockton, most likely. I'm going to get off that high horse now, but anyway. I yeah, just, we I it just say, never
0: right. saw Melo as a threat to win, to win it all. Like, these other players that are yeah. on this list, like, they were actual threats to win the whole thing. Thank so, you. I mean, that's... <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead,
2: John. No, I was like, really. No, 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 no. I was, I had a, I, had a, I was, I wanted to keep this going because I think this you, is, this you wanted, is wanted to say of...
0: something about Chris Paul? Is that, no,
2: I didn't. No, no, no. Well, no, I mean, maybe because I, one of you might pick, say this, but if we have time, I would love to get your guys' thoughts on who is your most disappointing from this list.
0: Oh, let's that's do interesting. It. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, let's right. do it. I'm, I'm gonna say my picks real quick. AI, oh, yeah, say yeah. top three. Please. Top three. AI, Reggie yeah. Miller, like JJ here. Okay. But I'm going to put Patrick Ewing in there because I think oftentimes people forget how good Patrick Ewing was early on in his career. And it's not his fault. It's not his fault that he had to run into Michael Jordan and just be tortured for years. So I'm going with Patrick Ewing Um, now. John, you want to talk about
2: who is your your most one one player? Who is your most disappointing from this list?
0: Okay, so what is disappointing?
2: Oh Let, let's gosh.
3: let's put that out there though. When you say disappointing, relative to the expectations of the player, relative to what they accomplished, like what are That's you throwing to, out there? That's up to you.
2: Whatever you think disappointing is, okay, in your eyes, what okay. do you deem disappointing?
0: Can I go first? Yes. Please. I'll go first, and this might be low hanging fruit, but most disappointing, I'm gonna say TMac, because TMac <laughs> was an absolute monster. Kobe Bryant had a lot of great things to say about Tracy McGrady saying that he was one of the hardest players to guard and that team was primed to win if only T-Mac was actually healthy enough to get through a whole season without getting injured so I would say most disappointing I have to go with T-Mac
2: yes you stole my pick but I'm, I'm not gonna I can't i am pick it because that would make the oh, segment super lame thanks a lot man <laughs> No,
3: but, Sammy, go ahead. I'll go last. All right. um, This one might be as much of the fault of the team as it is the player. I'm going to go with Dominique. Dominique Wilkins overall of of the list, because I believe he doesn't have a ring himself. And the reason I bring him up is because when we remember him now, what do we remember more than anything? We remember the dunks. Dunks, yep. And not how good this guy was. I mean, I'm just looking at the stats now. Nine-time All-Star, All-NBA First Team once, four NBA, four times All-NBA Second Team. Like we don't remember any of that because he never made it that far in the playoffs when he was leading the Hawks. And part of that might be because the Hawks weren't, uh, you know, composed that well. It reminds me almost a little bit of Barry Sanders with the Lions in that way. Hmm. But so when I say disappointing. It's disappointing, memory, how good this guy was, and the fact that he never made it that far. So it might be a yeah. disappointment of player along with expectations because the team wasn't built up that well. So that'll be my pick. JJ,
1: here I, I gotta unload the clip while we can, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna blast carmelone just based off expectations <laughs> so, you know, i gotta come with the hater for other, for, other, for other reasons that we yeah. can't talk about that. yeah well bit, i don't like him because of that obviously but this off expectations like what, what sammy was saying three finals appearances two mvps and you don't win it those are the most accolades than anyone that that on this list has. So this dude came out short, and you could argue he had the best point guard with him, and he couldn't get it done. Still. All right.
2: Great point. I'm finishing this off. I'm going all in, dude. I'm going hard on this one. Dude, I've been saving it up for this entire episode. James. yes your mvp your mvp exactly that's exactly why i told you i am doing the full 180 here sammy judas dude okay okay yeah (laughs) i'll stab you in the i'll stab you in the front back and i'll stab you in the front so here here's my reasoning okay he played with russell westbrook a Kevin Durant pre ashy ankle Kevin Durant (laughs) and also post ashy ankle Kevin Durant with the Brooklyn Nets Kyrie Irving Dwight Howard in his prime Chris Paul he played with Joel Embiid I mean this guy has played with some of the best players I think we've ever talked about in the last what 10 15 years and he could not get it done game seven against the Warriors absolute stinker of a game that was his best chance to win a title didn't get it done trash I'm going all in man you know what James Harden I can't believe MVP ever came out of my mouth I take it all back (laughs) I'm doing the 180 I'm doing the moonwalk I'm going I'm covering my head in shame that's it James Harden man the most disappointing (laughs) player who's never won a ring on this list hands down that's it all right I'm done ran over
0: man and with that that's actually all we have for tonight's pod I want to thank you three for being on JJ thanks for being on man
1: Thanks, everybody. She knows
3: she loves because.
0: John, thanks for being
2: on.
3: Hey, thank you. Have a great night.
0: It's Sammy, Talk thanks for being on, you man. Good to see you. Thanks
3: as always for having me. Everyone enjoy game six. Sammy takes it all
0: the way. And shout out to our video producer, RJ. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, the Clinic All NBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All NBA. I'm Rosa Panda. This is the Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us